another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and uh, joining me today, uh, I've got a uh, hip-hop artist um, who has been uh, on a wave this past summer, um, releasing music after a, a, a hiatus for a bit, but uh, he's back in the game here, and uh, he's, he's definitely let us know. So um, his latest song is called All I Know. Um, yeah, uh, he's been busy uh, being a, a father and whatnot. Um, so I'm excited to talk to him a little bit about where he's at, what he's doing, and why he does it. Ra Ra, thank you for joining me. Sure, bro. Thank you for having me. You bet, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. It's been a, been a little bit of a hectic day, you know. Just trying to, um, I went because my mom actually moved up here from Mississippi ever since that happened with my sister. So, you know, I go and visit her and stuff. She's in Appleton with all my brothers. We tend to um, act out a little bit sometimes, so I got to go put them back in their place here and there. But you know, that's what I'm here for. That's the big brothers for. Totally, man. Yeah, I. Uh... I feel that um, I'm I'm the little bro. I uh, I have an older sister. Yeah, uh, it's been a while since we've caught up. So let's get into it. So what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And uh, so we know each other because we used to come record at uh, the fabled J3 Studios um, <laughs> once upon a time on the east side of Milwaukee. And, uh, man, that was a different time. That was definitely a different time. But I, I've I met a lot of, uh, you know, dope underground artists that I still interact with to this day, you being one of them. We'll get into kind of the present and everything. But to start, uh, Ra, uh, tell us a little bit about um, how you kind of started with the whole music thing. Like, tell me about when music kind of became a creative outlet for yourself. Oh, it's always been something I've been uh, super passionate about. Um, I've just always, you know, riding around when I was younger, just listening to radio music, and I would um, retain every lyric I could. And my my um, mom and them would always say, like, dang, you you remember that really fast. Like, you're, you've caught on to it already. We've only heard it one, two times. And um, moving up here, actually, uh, cause when I was down in Mississippi, before we moved here, my cousins would, they kind of messed around with writing music and going to the studio and stuff. So I was kind of introduced to it then, but I didn't really take any super interest in it to where I would start writing my own stuff till I moved up here. And I would just mess around and download beats on my Xbox. Cause on the old Xbox, you could download music and I would download beats instead and write down stuff. And I would perform it in front of my mom. And like, she would say, wow, like at such a young age, I actually, it was decent. And then in high school, my freshman year, actually, I had um, me and my cousin Ante would, um, what we would do is we'd take computer speakers and we would play the instrumental through it. And I would down, I downloaded the SoundCloud app on my phone. And back then you could just press record and it would record. So I'd have like a beat going in the background and we would record a song and it just sounded trash. We thought we were really doing something. And it, it got some views. So after a while, my partner, um, Jamal, he who goes by Apollo D, he actually bought all the studio equipment and he had GarageBand. 
So I would start going over there and literally just like stay over for nights on out and we would record music. I'd wake up, record, go back to sleep. He'd wait. It was like a shift, like we alternated and we would just get some shit done and we, we'd post and it would start getting plenty views. Like it's, it would reach hundreds and hundreds. So I'm like, man, this is actually decent. Like why not keep going? And then so my boy Ron Glaze, who shot our first videos, he shot um, my video. The first one was called Just Do It, which actually did like over a thousand. So at that point, I'm like, dang, well, this is actually, you know, it might we might go somewhere with it. So we just kept going and doing different little singles. And I, I made a couple mixtapes, one of them called Just Do It off of that video. Just to, and it, we did really, really well, like around the area, especially. So that's how I just kind of got introduced in it and kept going. So it was about my freshman year when I really was like recording in the studio and we were mixing and mastering it ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's, um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's a big undertaking, mixing and mastering like all on your own. Right. And then it was on GarageBand, too. So it was a little simple, but it definitely was. It did not like going back and listening to it now. It was like, whoa, what were we thinking? <laughs> yeah. And that's how I feel about when I first tried to do a podcast. When when I was at J, when we were at J3, uh, I tried my first podcast was called Slow Down with Slowy. And man, that shit was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, you're like, "Oh yeah, this is it. yeah." Like, yeah, it you're like, "Man, I'm I'm up to something here." No, right. I, I was I was up to nothing. I was up to nothing at <laughs> all. Because you 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 learn from it, and you grow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so did you um you uh kind of um come up in uh, Appleton? Was it? Yeah. I had uh, lived in Mississippi, and then my cousin was like, yo, you want to – because he lived in Tennessee, and he was like, you want to come stay with us for a little bit? So I moved to Tennessee for a couple months. And then my mom, because my grandma had lived up here, and she was like, yo, we're, I think we're actually going to move up there by grandma in Appleton, Wisconsin. And I'm like, what is that? I'm like, what? What's, a, what's in Appleton and what's Wisconsin? Right. So we looked at, I looked at it, looked at some pictures and stuff. It looked decent. Cause it was just a small town down there in Mississippi, you know, it's the country. So I was like, might as well go see what a, what a, it's a little city, but you know, it's not, it's not uh, the Milwaukee or anything like that, but it's definitely bigger than Ackerman, Mississippi, where I was at. So I was like, you know, on the way through, just come, come grab me. I'll, I'll try it. And I'm glad I did, you know, it, it definitely made a lot of new friends, a lot of new connections it's a different lifestyle that's for sure but at first it was for the better you know what i'm saying yeah and it's a shit ton colder you know down there they don't really get snow like that when they do they freak out because you know up here yeah. snow plows down there they don't even know what a snow plow looks like damn yeah, I bet down there they're like Man, this snow shit is like the apocalypse. But up here, we're all like, man, we got six months of this shit. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's crazy. Stupid. Yeah. yeah, I hate it. I mean, I love living in Wisconsin, but that's the one thing I hate about it. Right. That, same here. That's the biggest thing. Like, I, I, If I was to move from here, that'd be the first thing. Like, why'd you move? Snow. It's too cold. Mm. <laughs> Word. Yeah. 
Word. Yeah. So tell, when was the first time you like performed? Like uh, when you like uh, brought your original music to people, like to a crowd? The first time I performed? Yeah. Um, that probably my freshman year, actually, which was quick after dropping some music and they caught on to it. Um, I did a little show at uh, the Boys and Girls Club in Appleton, actually. And it was more of a, they gave me the mic. I got up there and I freestyled. You know, I didn't even have it prepared. No, like, you know, so it was kind of freestyle performance. But I still, it was a decent crowd and we still, we turned up. You know, I come, you know. Oh, I know how rah-rah comes. I've, I've yeah. been knowing that shit. <laughs> I try to shake the building, you feel me? Yeah, I, I know you do. And that's evident in uh, the last couple songs you've got, too. Um, the one, uh, was it Bandwalk? I mean, that shit, that shit shakes the fucking building. For sure, it definitely does. It definitely does. Yeah, wasn't that's uh, Trip was on that one, wasn't he? He's the one who did that. Uh, I think he mixed it. He was on uh, Sauce, though. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Word. Shout out to Trip. Um, yeah. So, um, so uh, were you? I, I never, I never really understood because, like, I mean, you would be in the J three studio, but like, did you actually live down here at one point? Um, I kind of bounced back and forth, but yeah, ish. I stayed. Um. I would stay out there with my partner, Devin, and I would kind of post up there. Then I'd come back up to Appleton. And then as soon as we had shows or wanted to go back to the studio, I'd slide. It was a lot of back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that for sure. How'd you, uh, how did you get connected with J3 Studios? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I want to say Andy knew someone from there. And he hit me like, oh, we got a studio down here. And then I went and checked them out, and they actually vibed with me a lot. So it just went – it played its role from there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still days where, like, I miss just, like, that there are always people there. And, I mean, it was uh, it was a good energy there for a while, for sure. Like, like straight vibes. Hell, yeah. Yeah, and – we did throw a couple great shows of which you did perform at the after gallery at one point and yes sir that shit was lit um so i i remember um the most is um when they had somebody from uh taylor gang come there who was it uh that cardi banks yep i believe he was there too that wave dude was there um um what's his name jr donato yeah jr donato oh yes yes uh, you're right that was lit that was also like my first intro to the music scene in milwaukee and like oh, yeah? yeah i mean like j3 was like kind of like what would eventually segue me into like man, there's a lot of really talented people in this scene. And, like, I just kind of want to, like, go one by one, like, get to know everybody and learn about what they do. And that's exactly what I've done with Mr. Nice Guy. So, sure. so you, I mean, so um, you became a, a dad. You became, you became dad uh, in the last uh, couple of years here. And uh, that, I know that that, um you know naturally you have to devote time to that to watch your daughter grow which you talked about in the the comeback song you made where you've been and um did you get much 
time to like work on music in that period like while you were kind of like uh you know adjusting um, to the the father role not too much especially because it was Sierra's first kid and I'm used to having like I have so many siblings that I'm used to having a baby so I was a lot more hands-on as she got comfortable with it so I just and you know with the studio it was going down to Milwaukee, which is a far drive from where I'm at. And then I would stay for a couple of days and pull graveyard shifts recording. So it, it's kind of hard to do that when she was so young, you know what I'm saying? Because with her being that young, if I was to leave for a, a long period of time, by the time I came back, it's almost like she's going to be like, who, who is, who is this, you know, instead I could be around her 24-7, so she eventually, she's she's a daddy's baby. Like, now I could go leave for a month, I believe, and I could come back and she'd be like, dada, you know what I'm saying? Like, she definitely realizes who I am at this man, point. That's, for sure. that's so beautiful, man. I'm so, I'm proud of you. Congratulations, bro. Like, yeah, I appreciate uh, it, bro. Everything happening there, yeah. Um, like I said before we started recording, like, I can't wait to have a kid one day you know so i can get that feeling yeah it's a it's such a blessing and you know i was i was more in the streets you know doing stuff i shouldn't have been doing and that's one of the major things that it it kept me out of trouble you know yeah 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 i mean and that's that's an important part of the whole thing is you know like it humbles you and it makes you just appreciate like mm -hmm. it makes you hold your loved ones tighter and whatnot and uh right. Yeah, man, like, so, where have you been? That song is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I guess, like, what went into making that song? Because I knew, because um, that wasn't the first time I've kind of, like, took a break and tried to come back and um, stay consistent. So I knew people would be like, you know, he does, he's, this isn't the first time he's did this. Like, he's not taking it seriously. Um where has he been? You know what I'm saying? So it definitely, it led me to the chorus, like, Rower, where you've been, had to watch my daughter grow up, but now I'm back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, thanks to the way, like, people consume social media these days, like, that's exactly what people think, like, oh, he hasn't been dropping shit. That must mean like he's uh, he's off the game. That like yeah. you know he's on some other shit or like he's, you know, and it's like, you know, you have to take those breaks for yourself. I mean, you know, like we're adults now and like we have different responsibilities. You became a father. I mean, I've taken a break from Mr. Nice Guy in the same way. That it was when I when I saw you drop the new track. I mean, I was I was excited that you know like you. Or back in your element. I mean, I imagine like the studio is just like it's like the place where you close off the rest of the world. Yeah, for sure. It definitely is a it's a coping mechanism for sure. I, I love it. Like it takes my mind off things. It helps me get shit off my chest. So the following this following single, Band Walk. Tell me about that one. That was actually, it was recorded back when we were um, messing around with J3. 
and I just hadn't really, cause I was gonna put it in a project. So I got, I dug it out the vault and I'm like, oh, well, th this needs to be dropped. Like we can't, we shouldn't wait too much longer. That's a, it's a banger. Like, so uh, we went ahead and dropped it and it did pretty decent without even really promoting it too much. You know what I'm right. saying? I just kind of organically uh, posted on my story and let it do its thing, you know, which yeah. is exciting because after not recording in so long, you know, some people you would think it would only get a few hundred and I'm like, dang, I'm going to have to just keep going and keep going. And, but people, they're still showing me love and it's just one of the greatest feelings. What does bandwalk mean exactly? band walk so it's um if you so the chorus goes i heard they hate and why they mad i call it band walk because it's more of like i'm i'm trying to make money and walk around and not worry about the the things you guys are hating on and because there's a lot of hate there really is especially uh recently on social media like people love that I, I walked around with everything in my pocket i was making money with you know illegally so i'm walking around with you know bands like it's a band walk so don't, there's no reason for the hate i'm in my own lane in my own element doing what i gotta do yeah. and then the whole thing about um because, you know, I tried to um, incorporate it because of the word band walk and how people uh, just basically followed teams because of you know, just the anything they like. Oh, I like this team now because, for instance, LeBron, like, oh, I like the Cavaliers because LeBron's on there. And then when he went to wherever, I like him because he's on there now. And then the Lakers, like, now I like the Lakers. Like, you, it, you're just liking it because of a simple fact because of that player so with bam walk it's kind of like um people are just you you just simply like um somebody because they might have money or you know what i'm saying and you don't want to hate on that person because they have money so i'm saying like well this is bam walk i heard they're hating why are they mad uh, bam walk you know what i'm saying I, I look forward to you performing that one one day Oh yeah, for sure. I think I I performed it a few times. Uh, once in Chicago, I believe it was, and then I might have even performed it at the um, or no, it was up here in Manasha at, um, when we held a little thing up here for my boy Cam. He had me come and slide and perform, and I had uh, actually performed it there and we shook the building like man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. So then that brings us to your most recent tune, All I Know. Tell me about that song. Um, so I decided, you know, I'm going to slow it down a little bit. And because, you know, the song, um, It'll Be Okay, that uh, actually did super well. And people told me, like, yo, can, can you drop a song like that again? You know, not everybody wants to hear about the, the, the street life and thugging and stuff, so. And so it just came from the heart, you know what I'm saying? And that's actually um, an older one, too, that I just held on to and was in the vault for a while. And I decided it was about that time to drop it. So we decided to. And, it, you know, it didn't do too well. And I, I don't I blame myself because I haven't been really consistent. And then I'm trying this thing to where 
um i just want to drop a song and see where it goes like i'm not gonna force it with promotion you know i just want to see what i can get organically but it's been it did pretty well on streaming soundcloud not too much but the streaming numbers are there and overall it just, it was just a song that came from the, the bottom of my heart you know like um it it could have been mixed and mastered better but I just want, I've been trying to do it myself. And that, like you said, with your podcast, like when you just first started, you, you grow from it and you, you learn. So I, I learned a little bit. I should have blessed somebody else <laughs> just to take it a little more serious, but it's still a pretty good song. If you just sit there and listen to the lyrics and vibe with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, do remember yeah like it's it's more down tempo like it's more it is a song more about like your vulnerability and whatnot and like what you're doing this for and uh, you know like mm -hmm. those songs are are just as important as the ones that get the room moving you know like because you know you have right, right. You're, you're a complex person and you know, um and you've faced adversity you faced obstacles right. it's hard to get to where you are and uh, you know in that way like mm -hmm. uh, it's great to see like a, a new side of rara -Ra. and um yeah and so um i'm glad you right. got another one like that too um you know i'm glad you that you know you gave some the people something different so that being said, what are you working on now? Because I can actually, I got another one that is about to come out here soon. I can show you the chorus, actually, if you want to hear it. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to. I'm running out of way, trying to give you my best. My patience running thin, so baby, if I up and left. What I see you again. That's all you can get, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. an exclusive for you, my boy. I feel that I appreciate you showing Mr. Nice Guy uh what you've been uh what you've been vibing to. So 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 I guess can you tell us a little bit about like, you know, kind of what's your headspace right now? Like what do you like what what's inspiring you right now in your music? Um, as crazy as it sounds, um, just with all the whole year 2020 has been a wild one. So, you know, there's a lot of depression that's been kicking in, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, I'm only human, so I go through a lot of stuff. So that's where I'm, I'm trying to get people to understand that and realize that it's okay to go through depression. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're only human. And now all music has to, like, you can incorporate that in your music. Like, you've heard of Rod Wave, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to not, like, he's his own person, I'm my own person. But that's where I'm at with it. Like, I, I was going to actually make a EP called Depression, but instead of Depression, I was going to put D-E-P. 
P-R-A-S-H-A-A-N, like incorporate my name in it. Cause when you say it out loud, it kind of still sounds like depression, like depression, but I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm going to uh, figure out something else, but it's basically going to be like about that. Like what I've been going through and all the, the trials and errors and just life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, like you said, I mean, this year has been a fucking hellscape, and uh, it's, it's it really sucks. Um, yeah. Um, people are really showing their true colors right now, and yeah, uh, people are showing their ass out. They really are. Yeah, most certainly. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, given that it's it's uh, it's expanding on that vulnerability we were talking about earlier. I mean, obviously, take your time you know, with piecing together and everything, but your heart is filled with creativity. So like, mm -hmm. I know that like, you're going to drop this because it's going to resonate with so many people going through similar shit, you know, right. they are, they absolutely are. And some people, they feel like they can't, it, it's embarrassing that they're expressing that. And it's not, we're, we're just human. You feel me? Yeah, 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 man. I mean, I've been depressed. There's been some days where I've been in the mood to do shit, you know, like I've just wanted to just drink and, you know, just be a fucking lump in bed. Like, there's been those days where I ask myself, like, why the fuck do I even do this? Is it worth it? But, but then I have interactions like these that remind me, oh, this is why I do it because. Mm -hmm. There's some really dope people that I'm fortunate to know and be connected with. And, you know, I appreciate the fact that, like, you know, I can have a platform to talk to them about, like, what makes them tick and, you know, why they do what they do. So, um, yeah, uh, I mean, the circle has definitely been reevaluated this year, though. Um, yeah. Because a lot of racist motherfuckers in the state. Right. College. Tell you that for the people louder in the back that don't understand it and want to be ignorant about it. Like, it's crazy. It's like it will, those people who are like that, they're stuck. And I don't understand it. Like, they choose not to try to understand. And their opinion is way up here while ours are way down here. And everything they say is right. And Trump this and Trump that. And it's just crazy. It's a blessing really. in disguise because I'd rather know who is like that than for me to just be sitting around somebody smiling my face the whole time they are racist, even though they don't want to think they are or claim they aren't. But the first thing they'll say is, um, I got a black friend, like, okay, that doesn't change the simple fact that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's not always overt. It can be subliminal too. Exactly. Uh, just just by standing and watching somebody be racist and hate on somebody because of the color of the skin, that can can that that can that kind of makes you a racist. Like well, if yeah. you can't stick up for somebody, but yet you say, "Oh, I don't look at the color of skin," then I gotta question you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like right, the enablers, man. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. And 
And it's a touchy subject, but, you know, it has to be talked about. It can't be ignored anymore. Oh, yeah. We man. have to take action. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of people doing what they're doing and not sitting by and letting it happen anymore because it, it is sad. It's been going on way too long. Like, right. we, our grandparents and their grandparents didn't die for it to keep going on. Like, they want change. They, and I'm sure they thought it was going to, but it's not, it's, it hasn't changed yet. And it won't until they actually sit down and consider it and stop being so damn ignorant about it and actually listen to us. Right, right. Like, that's such a, like, it's the, you know, that complex that people have where they think what they have to say, like, they think they know what's best for people. But mm-hmm. really, they have they have those mentalities without having any actual conversations about it with oppressed people. Right. And, uh, like, you know, that's over. People really, like, they got to, like, make themselves uncomfortable they gotta check their privilege i mean they've gotta mm-hmm. like gotta reevaluate the way we've learned about these things in schools i'm you know and i'm glad that like it ha- it is being talked about because you know it's it's people's lives man i mean black lives matter 100 percent all day, right. every day forever. Yeah, i'm so proud of um our generation for taking action like it's, it's really mainly the young people they're getting out here and they're mad they're pissed and I'm just glad I, I, I'm a part of it. Like, it, it's humbling. It really is. Totally, bro. Well, Ra, thank you so much for joining me tonight, uh, for being on the show, talking about your music and talking about what's inspiring you lately. Um, you know, I, yeah, like, I I guess my, my, my last question, I mean, I know you've been very, you've been open about it on social media. Uh, how is your sister doing? She's, um, I wish she could say, I wish I could say she's doing better, but, um, overall she likes the facility she's at. Um, it's better than her being at a hospital, but she has days where she'll not remember who we are. And that kind of sucks. You know, it's super sad when your little sister, um, isn't even really recognizing who you are. And then the place she's at, it's two hours from where I live, so it's kind of it's a it's a hassle driving if I had would go down there and see her, and I feel like it would just hurt me even more because we can't touch her. We have to. It's almost like going and seeing her like she's uh, in jail. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to be between a glass and talk to her through like a speaker or a phone type thing. So that's kind of it's super shitty you know what I'm saying but I just keep telling myself like I'm so thankful that she's still here because in that accident two people lost their lives so it's just I'm thankful I thank God a lot like he he could have took her away from us but he didn't he chose to let her see more days and give her a future still hopefully um she's talking better that's for sure it's just she talks a little slow, but she's talking, which is good. Because while she was up here, it was more of just a few words here and there. You know what I'm saying? And um, she says she's still – she tells my mom she's still in pain here and there. But 
hopefully not nearly as much because I mean she broke her spine she broke her pelvis bones she broke she fractured one of her arms she broke her jaw major brain damage um she fractured one of her legs like it's just and you know what's so crazy and people say oh god this that and third he's not real but somebody's looking out for her like somebody was there for her I, I believe god definitely was there for her she was only 10 feet away from the car you know what i'm saying and my sister's close to god so it just out of all of them i don't know how they are with god but she made it out like she was only 10 feet away from the car she didn't have a seatbelt on so that's just crazy 10 feet that's not that isn't really anything like that's still so close so she didn't really get ejected that far she was still breathing when the cop walked up to her she was struggling to breathe but she still was breathing you know what I'm saying um one of the people were tangled up in like a, a telephone pole or some type of wiring like their body was literally tangled in it um two people like I said died like so just I feel like her being close with God it kind of like played a role in that like you know what I'm saying it could have been way 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 worse and I could have lost my little sister which I wouldn't even know where to begin like I don't even know if I would have been able to talk to you about it if that would have happened you know what I'm saying I would have grieved so much because I'm still so young and just starting what four years ago I lost one of my producers. He died because of a, a health issue. And, you know, he had a really long talk with me the last time I seen him, but I didn't think nothing of it. I wasn't thinking like, oh, he's just telling me this because he's about to pass away. So I'm thankful for the talk I got to have with him. But then a few, not even like, I think of six, seven, eight months after that, I had lost my my big brothers and sisters, they lost their mom. So, you know, and I was close with her. And especially for the time being down there, like she used to babysit us and stuff. So that really touched me, especially for my siblings. Like I couldn't imagine losing my mom. I, I, their hurt kind of, you know, I, I felt it. Like I was just, I sucked. I remember my mom calling me and telling me like, yo your brothers and them savannah she just passed away i was driving and i pulled over and i'm just like i'm like dang like what I, it was just crazy i couldn't even drive but then literally like maybe less than a year after that uh because the situation i was involved in i wish i would have thought more about it it was just some you know we were hotheads we did stuff we weren't supposed to do and because of that i lost one of my really close like I was so close with him he was family to me uh Rio he actually got shot and killed so that just really at that point I was just like man people are dying like I'm going through it you know what I'm saying so I turned to things I shouldn't have turned to um and then literally uh I want to say well, a year and a half after that, I had lost my boy Alex Everson to some things like, so it's just like, I'm steady losing people and it's, it's fucking me up. You know what I'm saying? And I'm already going through depression. So it didn't help at all. So then just, that was what, like last year, November, um, 
So then like what, six, seven, eight months later, I'm going like, I almost lose my sister. So it's like, dude, like, holy shit. So I'm just so thankful. And that's one of the things that get me by to this day that she's still here with me, even though she's like, you know, she's not going to be the same person probably anymore. They tell us, but that's okay. We still, she's still here with us. You feel me? Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine that pain and that grief and something like that, that like, you know, and that's enough to make you question everything, you know, like all of those losses and make it can make you question faith. It can make you question why, why are people being taken from me? You know, like, right. like what is, you know, am I playing some kind of role in that? Or like, you know, is, is, is and that's why I had made the um, remix to envy me. And I said, uh, and I'm questioning, Lord, oh, why, oh, why, why shouldn't I hate you? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you're supposed to, I know everything happens for a reason, but some things I'm just like, man, is that really supposed to happen? Like, what's going on? Because even just um, recently, a month ago, my uh, my mom's dad, he he's bleeding from the inside. And they rushed him to the ICU and he, you know, they said he was doing better. So they let him leave. But then he had to end up going back. And basically my mom told me that they were going to have a conference call to like see if they're going to pull the plug. And like, so it's just like, man, now my grandpa might be, you know, I might be losing my grandpa. But, you know, he's he's doing, I, I don't know about better now, but. He's out the hospital by choice, I guess, because he actually signed out and he's like, yo, if I'm going to go, I don't want to go in the hospital. I want to be with my family, you know, yeah. and it's just it's rough. It really is because I'm not ready to lose him now. Yeah, man, that's. I think so music is definitely like it's one of the things that is going to help me get through it if anything else happened so yeah hey we're we're and that's the only thing that's really been holding me back just all these just all the grief but at the same time i gotta realize that that's one of the things that's gonna make me come out with the realest most the dopest music i could come out with yeah i'm really like moved by the story you've shared and um you know especially this past year with COVID and with, you know, all these atrocities and this horrible shit happening, like one after another. I mean, I lost my aunt um, at the beginning of quarantine, like she had like a stroke and, you know, I still haven't fully, that, that hasn't, you know, fully set in for me because like I haven't been able to like be with my family in the capacity that like, you know, I used to be. I don't, I don't like avoiding talking about the things like that and stuff like. But sometimes you got to talk about it to feel better because avoiding it is just gonna make make it maybe not harder, but hard in the long run. Because yeah, then right. one day you gotta face it eventually, especially you if you want to get out of that hole of being depressed and grieving. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, definitely. Like, so man, like, um. Much love to you, man. I mean, I, once again, like, I, I'm not, like, I'm, I mean, I'm really happy that your sister is is uh, on the road to recovery and that, like, you know, she, 
that she's still with us. I mean, that right. is a blessing. I mean, like the 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 universe works in it can work in really horrible and tragic ways, but it can also work in beautiful ways too. Where you know, we it can be it can literally be the difference between you know being able to hug somebody you love and tell them you and tell them you love them versus right. not not being able to and yes, it definitely brought us together like it it happened for a reason like it it brought us together more than ever you know what i'm saying because my mom like i said my mom lived states away like almost a whole day away and now she's up here and it, it's helping me and i'm sure it's helping her get through this tough time because being so far away from each other it sucks it really does you know because family is key and i cherish my family with like that if anybody knows me they know that's like my number one yeah. thing is family yeah love bro i'm man like you you know i've been thinking about you the last couple months about everything you're going through and like i i hope you know that like you know you've like I, I will always support you, you know. Yeah, I appreciate it, bro. It's much love, man. Always, bro. You bet. Even you know, you can be across the state, doesn't matter. I'm right. always gonna be thinking about Robert. Right. So. At least at least we know where we stand, you know what I'm saying? Even if and that's how I feel about all my closest and loved ones. Like as long as we know where we stand, that's all that matters. Yeah. Can you say hi? Hi. Hello. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Oh. Um, so, Roz, you're closing out here. Uh, tell me what keeps you up at night. What keeps me up? Thinking. I, I, I overthink a lot. Too much sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Especially about my sister and everything that's been going on. And, you know, I beat myself up sometimes about the whole music thing about like, cause sometimes I can't motivate myself and I just have straight brain farts. Like I can't think when I hit the studio and, but recently, you know, I got my own equipment. So we're, we're about to come heavy, you know, where it's about that time. Um, I just got to get back to it and stay consistent and really spill out, pour out what all I got to say and, and make people feel me. You know what I'm saying? Whether you don't like me or not, that's my main goal is to make sure you feel me and understand where I'm coming from. I'll probably pass out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Ra, thanks for being on the show. Uh, I appreciate, you know, you making time for me tonight. And uh, for sure, again, bro. like happy to support you, bro. So for everyone watching, be sure to check out Ra Ra for, you know, some real shit in both the form of, the bangers that are going to shake up the room, but also those that are going to remind us about the trials and tribulations that, you know, we, that we endure to come out on top. So thanks for watching Mr. Nice Guy. See you next time.